At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Pittsburgh CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days, and this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Tim Benz and Mike Pursuta. Mike joining us early again this week because the Steelers are playing early this week, Thursday night. You can be able to hear us on the DV pregame show in advance of Steelers and Vikings. We'll have the play-by-play on DVE, of course. I'll be on four hours in advance of the game, so, geez, roughly uh, 4.20 or so, and then Mike will be on for two hours before the game kicks off in Minneapolis. And lots to talk about there. And the Steelers, Mike, it feels like a lot of people had the same vibe about this game gambling-wise, at least near as I can tell, based on the Bet Rivers line that, that I did. I mean, I circled this game as a loss for the Steelers a long time ago uh, when I saw them playing on a short week on the road after a Ravens game. But now I'm not so sure. I'm kind of going back and forth on this one. Uh, I like the way the Steelers defense performed against Minnesota. And I don't like the fact from a Minnesota perspective that I'm Adam Thielen very well may not play. Christian Derrissaw very well may not play. Dalvin Cook appears as 50-50. He practiced today. That was a bit of a surprise. But they're more banged up. They're coming off a loss to the Lions. I mean, my God, the Steelers at least even tied the Lions. It took them two weeks to get over that. I wonder what that's going to mean for Minnesota. All that's leading to a three-point line right now, and the Steelers are getting points going to play a team that just lost to Detroit. Should I look that gift horse in the mouth or what? I'd look at it carefully. This is uh, the NFL's can't beat the Lions bowl, so I think uh, anything's (laughs) possible in uh, a season in which anything has been possible. At the beginning of the season, uh, you know, before things got started, I had this game in my toss-up category. Uh, as the season progressed, I really liked Minnesota and the way the Vikings were trending. Then they had all kinds of injuries and all kinds of issues, and they're still having them. But uh, looking at the practice participation report today, uh, their two best linebackers, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, both of those guys were full participants. Both of those guys missed the Lions game. And even Dan Campbell was smart enough to have his quarterback 
exploit that. Uh, the tight ends were running a muck down the middle of the field, and uh, the Lions really taking advantage of a Vikings pass defense that also didn't have cornerback Patrick Peterson. He's been cleared from the COVID list, Benzie. So he's back. That's going to make them better. And as much respect as I have for Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, and I have a lot for both of those guys, um, the Vikings still did pretty well with Alexander Madison. Uh, he's started three games in favor of Cook uh, because of injuries. He's got 200-yard games and a 90-yard game. He's also caught a lot of passes in those games. And you would think without Thalen, who went out on the first series against Detroit, you think they'd put three guys on Justin Jefferson and shut him down. Well, he had a career-high 11 catches, and uh, I think it was 162 yards and a touchdown. 182 yards, another career-high, and a touchdown. So this Minnesota team, uh, the problem was the defense against Detroit and the defense is seemingly getting healthier. I don't know. How's that for a long-winded answer? <laughs> yeah, Sig I don't know. Signifying we'll nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, so often I suggest to people to stay away from betting on the Steelers when they're a road favorite in a situation like this, and that's become so apparent to everybody that they're now a field goal underdog. I'm sort of inclined to say, if you're going to give me a field goal with the way the Steelers – tendency to play close games and the Vikings tend to play close games very very much so yeah I'm leaning towards just saying give me the points I'll take the points maybe I'll buy a half point maybe I'll buy a point maybe I'll tease it up or something like that but essentially Mike what I'm saying with here is plus three for the Steelers is a good place to start and then you can do something else with it yeah I mean look who are we kidding you know we're gonna figure something out by kickoff it's not like we're gonna just watch the game i mean can you do that is that allowed <laughs> but it's uh it's thursday one of night those, football it might be allowed i'm not sure it's one of those ones that uh boy it, it just screams you know leave it alone because there's too many variables um yeah the steelers came up with a big win over the ravens and uh you know let's let's bang the resiliency drum and the blood and guts drum and the heart and soul drum and then let's remember that if Lamar Jackson makes a pass that I've seen him make a lot of times. Uh, the Steelers lose that game, and they lose in an agonizing fashion by kicking the ball out of bounds and then <laughs> gacking up the game-winning drive in the closing seconds. Uh, I'm not overflowing with confidence, um, but, uh, you know, the Vikings have found a way to lose seven times out of 12 games now. So, uh, you know, the resistible force is meeting the movable object in a big Viking ship in the uh, upper north uh, northwest. You might ask, and if you feel like it, go ahead. Uh, you might ask what the Steelers are on Thursday nights. Well, I can tell you, since 2000, straight up, the Steelers are 10-7 and seven on Thursday nights. Against the spread on Thursday nights in their last 15 games, the Steelers are 7-6-2 and two against the spread. So that's what they do on a short week. Now, you might say, well, is that compounded by playing the Ravens the week before? Well, in theory, yeah, it should be because the Steelers are pretty average when it comes to coming off Ravens weeks. Yeah, but let me interrupt you right there. Did you, did you perceive this latest edition of Steelers-Ravens to be Ryan Clark against Willis McGahee? Or no, did it I've made that. Did it look, look more like a pillow fight between two teams that are really struggling? No, I made that point repeatedly. I think that it was... It resembled a very similar tone to Steelers-Ravens based on the close nature of the game, the desperation of the game, the fact that the better team was taking on a lesser team by three games in the standings, and you wouldn't be able to tell that by watching the game itself. You absolutely would not have been able to tell that if they were wearing generic uniforms. You'd have had no, you would have argued neither one of these teams has won eight games precisely so but but i think where you're going with this is something i said on your show and something that i've expressed in a number of outlets so far that did not feel like ray lewis taking out rashard mendenhall and then you know like you yeah. said mcgahee and Clark, heinz ward t-bone and somebody and 
into the hot tub from the James Harrison throwing Joe Flacco around. No, that Uh, that was not what we saw. That wasn't. I I think they're all going to live and be able to play another day. Uh, Yeah. So this was not the physical beat down kind of Baltimore Ravens game that we're used to seeing. There is the emotional get back up component, though, especially I think, Mike, for the Steelers team that tends to ride that train a lot and has ridden it a lot so far this year. Can they get it back up again in such a short amount of time after what we just saw uh, against the Ravens, an absolute must-have game that they almost didn't have and came down to the death on that two-point conversion attempt from Lamar Jackson? Although they did get it, and I think they'll get some juice out of that, and they're still alive, and Ben's legend has grown a little bit more. And, uh, you know, that emotional uh, aspect of this season, I mean, hey, uh, ESPN comes out with a report that says Ben's telling people he's likely done. Uh, I mean, that's been the case since the season started. He's likely done. Yeah. Who do you think leaked year. that? Who do you think leaked uh, that? Do you I have no idea. But come I, from the team because I said this in the Monday Night Countdown show that I do with Jerry and Tom Bradley. I don't think it matters who it came from. The same purpose was served. Like, I think the know, Steelers are getting a little juice out of it. Is my point. And so is Ben. Yeah, and. That's important. I also think the Vikings, yeah, the Steelers didn't beat the Lions, but that was a couple of weeks ago, and they're not in the Lions division. And, you know, Minnesota is trying to scratch and fight and claw and get in the wild card too. Uh, I got online the other day, and I was flipping around uh, some sources looking for some Minnesota stories, and I kept seeing headlines. I'm paraphrasing here, but, you know, is Cousins the right guy to lead the Vikings? Uh, was this the kind of game that gets Mike Zimmer fired? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are aghast. And, and let me tell you, I watched that game. I studied it as I do uh, each and every Steelers opponent. The Vikings really, really, really did what they could to uh, steal defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> uh, they kept going for two when they shouldn't have. They sucked in the red zone. And then on the last possession, they just kept backing up and they refused to pressure a crappy offensive line and a crappy quarterback, and they kept backing up into their own end zone and let a guy catch a ball basically unopposed on the last play of the game. They, they earned that loss, man. That was, uh, that was vintage. Uh, we don't want it. You can have it. Well, if we're not really all that inclined to go one way or another on the point spread, and like I said, if I am But I guess inclined, to, to finish my point, if I didn't, yeah, they might be reeling. Well, what was the quote from Cousins afterwards? This one's going to stick with me for years. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that what he said? It's It, it, it was a real uh, kick to the uh, lower region for Minnesota, and that might be a tough one to uh, get over in a short amount of time. Uh, I think it's disadvantage to be at home here if you fall behind because, you know, the groaning and moaning and crying and complaining and negative energy. Shoot the puck! Shoot the puck! (laughs) That's going to descend down from the upper regions of the Viking ship. Here's another thing to consider. This this is crazy. CBS had this stat. I was even unaware of this, and I consider myself uh, among the uh, Kirk Cousins experts of our era. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Ben had another comeback. He's the king of the comeback. He's had so many comebacks. The Steelers have two different stats for it. It was either his 55th or his 39th, or depending on the uh, awkward and cumbersome way in which they word everything. But he, he comes back a lot. Kirk Cousins, in his Minnesota tenure, Tim, when he's leading going into the fourth quarter, he's 27-1. When he's tied, he's 1-1. One one. When he's trailing, he's 2 26 and one. Wow. It's almost like Mariano Rivera comes in in the fourth quarter if the Vikings are losing and the Vikings suddenly become the twins. Now, Cousins did lead a, a drive late in the fourth quarter to take the lead against Detroit, but it was only a 19 yard drive because Dan Campbell somehow decided to go for it on fourth down at his own 25. He's going to bite some kneecaps. That's when they didn't make it. Um, The the Lions did a lot to lose that game too. Just not as much as the Vikings, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things that tell me this is a good time for the Steelers to be playing these guys, but I've also been watching the Steelers play all year. Does Dan Campbell, by the way, strike you as a guy who does stuff like that because he wants to make it look like he understands analytics and he doesn't even know how to spell analytics. I don't know why he does some of this stuff. He did it in the first quarter, too. He didn't make it then either, and he gave him a cheap field goal. Um, 
Maybe maybe everybody's watching John Harbaugh on TV too much. I don't know. I, did you see him grousing, by the way, coming out from the game? I on, did not. What, yeah. a Harbaugh, a Harbaugh bitching about something? Yeah, Harbaugh complaining. The latest complaint is that the two-point conversion should have been whistled dead before the snap. Sorry, I take that back. Not dead before the snap, but there should have been an offsides penalty. Because oh. uh, what's his name? The, the new nose tackle, Adams? Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear. He did have his hand in the new, his hand is almost on the other side of the football. His hand is further up the football than yeah. the centers is. And they didn't call it, but you know, I, I still blame him for designing a play where you're having Lamar Jackson, not use his feet and you aren't blocking TJ Watt. Don't was tell he grousing about uh, Deontay Johnson getting blasted out of bounds when he no. didn't have the ball that that's okay. sh- shockingly that did not come up. Okay. I was just, just, just wondering about that. Um, I don't think the play was bad because I think they counted on Jackson eluding Watt, which he did. All he had to do was lob it over him. He just missed the throw. The guy was wide open. He walks into the end zone. If the ball's anywhere near his catch radius, he just missed it. It it reminded me of the uh, Mason Rudolph throw in the Lions game, even though that wasn't uh, you know a critical all or nothing two point conversion. But that third down in the goal line series where everybody bitched because mm-hmm. they threw right. it three times. He well, to Ray Ray McLeod. If you hit a wide open guy, nobody's bitching that you threw it three times. They're saying nice touchdown and you move on. Um, as our buddy Merrill Hodge likes to say, coaches have all the power and none of the control. That's my Merrillism of the week. I've been doing shows with Merrill every week uh, for the last couple seasons, and uh, it's really starting to sink into my head. Um, players play. You got to make the plays. That that play was there. Uh, Lamar on a night for Lamar where he was even more inaccurate, I thought, than he usually is. He just missed it. It's funny you say that because that's been a working theme of mine all week. I've just I've come to the conclusion after 14 weeks of watching this this year in the NFL and losing money at times, many times over, too many times over on the NFL, some Sundays after good Saturdays, that this year more than any other, the talent appears to be spread so thin over the teams. Injuries have taken advantage in so many different places of good players to even out the rosters. Um, the parody is such it's so deep this year that now more than ever, it's about matchups. Now more than ever, it's about how do you game plan for a given team? And to a degree, as Matt Canada said today, that actually puts more focus on the players because you have no margin for error to screw up the game plan because the game plan is so specific and so on a razor's edge week to week all the play, the players have to be spot on on everything or you get screwed up and you lose. Like we just talked about with Jackson on that pass to Andrews. And I don't know if that favors the Steelers or not. Like I, I don't look at Mike Tomlin and say master game strategist. I don't look at Matt Canada and say, well, he's going to dial up something here. That's going to work. I do look at Bill Belichick and say, he's going to be smart enough to throw the ball only three times in 50 mile an hour wins. You know, like well, we've seen the Steelers do that, Mike, we've seen the Steelers play exactly that same game. And Tommy Maddox has thrown 50 times, you know? Well, I think I'd I, I like your theory. And I've, I've kind of been thinking about that because I've been in the same scrums as you. And I've heard you ask this question to a number of people, a, Boy, it's really uh, out of character for Canada to put it on the players. You know, well, hey, my plans are good. They just have to execute it, and we're fine. Uh, But he's right. He is. And I think the trick to it is figuring out what the guys you have can do. Now, you were mentioning the attrition a little while ago. I'll take you back to that Lions-Vikings game again. They're down Patrick Peterson. All right. They're down their two best defensive linemen, pass rushers. So what does Mike Zimmer do now? He's a guy who's a defensive guy and he's got a history of being a blitz guy. Uh, They're 12th in the league in uh, frequency of blitzes. Lions run 12 plays that weren't spiking the ball to stop the clock on their game winning drive. The Vikings rushed four men, seven times and three men, four times. They're playing nickel and dime, even though they didn't have Patrick Peterson. Even though they're linemen, they didn't have their good rush linemen. They're, the, the Vikings are second in sacks to the Steelers, but they weren't bringing any pressure. The one time they brought six guys, two of them came free, unblocked. Goff had to heave it in in the end zone, and it should have been picked off. 
Uh, one of the defensive backs dropped it. He got he got two hands on it. It should have been an interception, but they did not press. It was Brashad Breeland, uh, yeah. the cornerback, um, who may not be playing if uh, if Peterson plays and Patrick Peterson off the COVID list, as we said. But you got to execute. You got th- that's on the coach. To me, he did not dial up pressure, and it cost him. Now I'll give you the flip side of that. Think back to the Steelers Raiders game. The Steelers had that critical play. It, it turned out to be a 61-yard touchdown to Henry Ruggs. Keith Butler dialed up a blitz, but he had Trey Norwood as the guy coming off yeah. the edge, and Norwood had never done that before, and he went to the friggin' McKees Rocks bridge, and then he turned around. and like If he knows how to blitz, he gets there and either sacks Carr or separates the ball. Maybe that's a big play for the defense. Instead, it turned out to be a dagger touchdown for the offense it wasn't on the scheme necessarily but you could take butler or mike tomlin whoever called it i think butler was still calling the defenses then that was norwood they were asking too much of him there and that's bad coaching too you can't expect a guy who's never done something to do it with a game on the line if you do it's a bigger roll of the dice than than we take each and every saturday and sunday All right, when we come back to that end, we'll talk about what's happening Sunday after the Steelers play on Monday night. We'll get into the total on this game. We haven't touched on that yet. We will pick that up. We're also going to mix in some hockey. Mike's favorite game of the year, Army-Navy. We'll look at some of the bowl games overall. Movement on the pit line. Gee, I wonder why and what Mike thinks of that from a Michigan State perspective. Let's go, Sparty. We'll talk about that before we're done as well. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Brought to you by Bet Rivers back on the Pittsburgh CityCast. Mike Pursuta and Tim Benz here with you. Mike, we didn't talk about the total before we took a break. It's at 43 and a half the time that we are taping up here, according to Bet Rivers. I loved it when it was at 45. I said go under on that. In fact, I was way more inclined to go with the under at 45, but it's kind of interesting to me that I actually took a point and a half step back when we heard that Dalvin Cook might play. That seems backwards to me. Yeah, it looks a little low to me. That um, looks low to you. It does, even if Cook doesn't play. Um, See, I was going the other way because I just don't have faith in the Steelers scoring all that much. Well, that's uh, I, I get where you're coming from there, but uh, – it- Lots going to depend on the health of the Vikings. Keep an eye on those two linebackers. Uh, I don't know if they have a chance. I mean, the, the one lineman, uh, Everson Griffin, is on. Uh, or, well, Daniel Hunter's on IR, and Griffin's on non-football injury. So I, I haven't checked if those guys have a chance to come off or not, but they would be game changers. Uh, Kendricks and Barr will make Minnesota a better defensive team, as would I assume Patrick Peterson. But uh, two pretty good quarterbacks in this game. And, uh, you know, it is a Thursday night game. I don't know how those have trended this year. but uh, I always tend to go under on Thursday nights, whether that's right or wrong. I just feel like, you know, shootouts and precision aren't necessarily going to happen. Drive fast track. Yeah. Things can happen. A couple of good kickers indoors without elements. What happened to the kicker last week, though, for the Steelers? Where did that game come from? That was bad. The, The kickoff out of bounds was worse than the extra point, I thought. Yeah. Can't do uh, that. As Tomlin was quick to point out, we bailed him out instead of him bailing us out, which has happened a bunch. Yeah. Did you see that they actually worked oh, out? Oh, and the, Vi- the Vikings have a kickoff return. It's got two touchdowns already this year. So, uh, file that away as well. 
they worked out a punter and they worked out a long snapper today. Did you see that, the Steelers? I did not. Is that message sending, do you think, to Harvin after he had such an up-and-down day? He had one of the greatest punts you'll ever see at Heinz Field, and he had two dogs. I think it's response to that uh, punt out of bounds at the one-yard line because he ended up making the defense look bad. They gave up a 99-yard <laughs> drive. Don't ever do that again. 105 plays, two hours, 13 minutes. <laughs> Kid, you're making us look bad. All right, so we'll move on from Vikings and Steelers. Again, that's on Thursday night. Before we get to this week's game, Mike, uh, how much of Monday night did you watch and were you rep- repulsed or were you enthralled by what you were watching? I, I found myself enthralled. I was, it was just so uniquely bad that I couldn't turn away. I watched none of it, Tim, and here's why. I was, I was a little tired. It was a night game the night before, and I did my deep dive on uh, Vikings-Lions that afternoon. And uh, let me tell you, watching the Vikings and Lions with an eye for detail and running stuff back will, will make you loathe football. But my <laughs> Sunday, we'll get to the college stuff in a minute, but uh, I was hitting one after another on Saturday, and I lost two at the buzzer on Sunday. I had the Vikings in that game against the Lions. They were a second-half of a tease with Arizona. All I needed the Vikings to do was win. And did I mention they had the lead with less than two minutes yes. left? And yes. then they just kept backing up, backing up, backing up until they lost on the last play of the game. And I had the Ravens on the money line at minus 210. Ugh. I'm, I'm an easy completion slash conversion away from cashing that in. I, I can't remember losing two at the gun like that on the same day ever. I mean, it, it happens once in a while, but for it to happen back-to-back, I needed to take a knee. Well, I can't blame you for taking a knee because the wind made that game so illogical to watch, let alone bet on. I don't know what – Normally, I love weather, though. Yeah, weather – well, that's what I'm saying. It made it intriguing. And- yeah, I, lo- I like to sit in it if my team's playing. makes me feel like I'm earning the victory if we get it. <laughs> and uh, if I'm just watching on TV, it's uh, – it's kind of entertaining because you see a lot of stuff you don't normally see. Well, when Josh Allen threw the one out pattern and it was a perfect spiral and he was cutting it through the wind, but the wind was coming across the ball and it was still spiraling, but it turned the ball. I said, I can't believe what I'm watching. This looks like something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Belichick had a remote control in the ball, which I don't rule out by the way, but him only asking Mac Jones to throw three times in a game. We're never going to see that again, Mike. I mean, we just saw something that, at least in my time of growing up, I've never seen anything like that. Well, they won, so maybe we will see it again. Maybe the next time it's windy in Buffalo, somebody will pull a Belichick. Like, do you use that as a barometer or a litmus test for where the Patriots are against the Bills? Uh, I, I think it's just more evidence that uh, New England's really got it together. We were joking around on the DV morning show today, but it's really only half kidding. I think... Tom Brady went in the Super Bowl last year, really pissed off Bill Belichick. And uh, he's, he's locked in again, man. And they made some changes, and they have arrived at a style of football that fits them, and they are playing it relentlessly. And uh, look out, man. Uh, I think it's a much greater accomplishment if Belichick wins the Super Bowl this year without Brady than what Brady did in Tampa. I agree, because they got Brady a lot of help. Yes, they did. And – Belichick got himself Mac Jones and yeah. brought back a bunch of old guys on defense and is working with a bunch of players that even in Boston, they might not know who everybody is. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, he, you know, I don't, I, I don't mean to imply that he was slowing down or, you know, half hearted in any way, but, uh, you know, everybody gets motivated by different things. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that got his attention last year. Well, they're off, so as we get to the rest of the NFL, let's just use the segue to get to Buccaneers and Bills, which to me is one of the more intriguing games on the board, given what we just talked about. Buffalo coming off that loss to New England. Tom Brady and the Bucks, a three-point favorite at home. I like the Bucks here. I tend to like the Bucks at home, and when it comes to Buffalo, I know they're getting three and all, and I think this is going to be a really fun watch uh, they are going to play and play desperate, but the Bucks have a lot to play for as well. The over-under is 52 and a half. Um, I don't know how I feel about that over-under. I guess I'm leaning towards the under because it's such a high number, and I, I don't think the Bucks. well, I don't know. I, I feel better about the Bucks minus three than I do about the total. 
Yeah, that's my theory is always if you like a side, don't mess with the total because nothing's going to irritate you more other than losing back-to-back games on on the last play. If you know if you if you're convinced Team A is going to win all along, but you think they should win thirty to twenty, and then they win fifteen to ten, that that uh, that's hard to get past. So stick with the side. Uh, over do you the like total. the side that I've picked here? Do you like Tampa? I, I minus do. Three? Yeah, I think Buffalo's in some trouble. Um, uh, Tampa's also much better at home, at least in terms yeah. of covering. You know what, Mike? If the Steelers don't tie against the Detroit Lions, they're in a playoff spot right now, and Buffalo is not because the Steelers beat Buffalo in week one. Conversely, they may end up in one because of the tie. How so? Well, if you don't have to, you know, if they catch somebody, you don't have to pass them for wins. Or you, you could know. have just won the game and gotten the half game that way instead of tying yeah. the, stu- the stinking But, I mean, Lions. they could end up in a tie with the Bengals and the head-to-head thing goes out the window because the Steelers might be uh, – uh, But, again, though, if you had been a half game better, you wouldn't be in that situation. You'd just be yeah. a half game further along. Don't tie the friggin' Lions. Well, I would, I would prefer they didn't tie the friggin' Lions, yeah. Uh, how about some of the other games in the Central? Let's go. So Central, Jesus, how old am I? Uh, the North. Let's the other games in the North. And we'll oh, I like Houston Oilers to beat Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> we were talking to the press box the other day. Somebody that was busted, the old AFC Central days, right? Yeah, somebody busted out a Tennessee Oilers reference for some reason. There was some statistic or some data reference to last time something happened and involved the Tennessee Oilers when they first made the move from Houston. Oh, was that the one year in Memphis, right? Yes, it was exactly. Yeah. And then they went and played in Vanderbilt. And then they eventually were uh, in the stadium in Nashville. Bengals are half a point favorites at home against the Niners. This is a tricky game here, isn't it? Very. Uh, I haven't liked the Niners all year. They were perking up a little bit. And then they played Seattle and Niners uh, didn't have uh, their, their good linebacker and, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, not sure what the health status is there, but Bengals have been so up and down. Uh, you could almost Costanza this one and figure, okay, they stunk last week, so they'll be uh, very good this week. They, they have not been a great home team other than when the local club visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think that's a good football team, Cincinnati. Uh, I am a little concerned about Joe Burrow's finger. Yeah, I think in this one, I'm leaning towards the Bengals because – you know, whenever I thought, okay, they're going to go back to being the Bengals, they tend to respond and respond well. Uh, I'm not completely sold on the Niners. They're up and down too. Uh, it's a later game, so you don't have the 1 o'clock start for San Francisco. How much that matters, I don't know. Home field hasn't meant much of anything except for a couple specific teams like you talked about before with Tampa. I, I guess I'll go Bengals in this one. I'm also confused to the other game in the North. It's Ravens versus Browns round two already two in a row for Cleveland after their buy in between. We just saw the Ravens. Now they spin around and play another North game against the Browns. How, let me put it to you this way. How dissuaded are you on the Ravens? Are are you dissuaded to the point that you think the Browns are going to get a win here? Uh, I'll probably leave it alone, but if I was going to play it, I'd play Cleveland. Uh, I think we talked a little bit on this show last week. I know I've talked about it. Uh, on other uh, opportunities. The Ravens uh, look a little more every day to me like last year's Steelers when the Steelers were 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0. You kept saying, well, how do they keep winning these games? Like, mm-hmm. you can't criticize them for winning, but this is not going to continue. This can't be sustainable. And Baltimore now at 8-4, and four, I think, is really wobbly. Losing Marlon Humphrey is not going to bode well. Uh, they have a really bad pass defense, so bad that Cleveland might actually be able to exploit it. And uh, the Browns have shown they can run on these guys. Um, I kind of like Cleveland. I-, I think Baltimore's in real trouble. Uh, my take coming out of the Steeler game, it was more, uh, boy, this bodes badly for Baltimore more than this bodes well for Pittsburgh. No, it's a fair point because the Steelers – I said the whole time, Mike, that if the Steelers were to get back in this, and this was even before the game against the Bengals, if the Steelers were to get back in this, they would have to at least split with the Ravens. So that wasn't like a, hey, what a win. They beat the Ravens. This is a, this is a game changer when it comes to the playoff picture. No, that's one they had to have. Yes. You know, that, that, that's, that's part of the minimum. And the other part of the minimum probably is sweeping the Browns and maybe winning this week against the Vikings. Um, if they lose this week against the Vikings, you got to find another one. And, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe the Titans. Uh, I think you're going to have to get three. Um, yeah. I think this one is a possibility. 
You're saying three counting last week, so two more? No, three more. Got to get to nine. Um, at Minnesota is a possibility. The Titans are a possibility. The based Titans on how at home is a possibility. Cleveland at home is a possibility. And I think at Baltimore is a possibility. Uh, Kansas City, to me, don't even go. Mail it in. Yeah. You want to go to them next, Kansas City? They seem to be finding themselves, and they are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Ravens. Uh, the Raiders, excuse me. Yeah, that scares me a little bit uh, just because of the division nature of it. Um, there are a lot of games this week, Mike, that I don't like because I'm just not sure who's going to win. Yeah, And then the too. ones I'm really sure that are going to win, I think the lines are too high. Yes, although it you know, might open up some tease possibilities where you could hit yeah. the first side easily and then the second side can screw you on the last play of the game when they don't it's even okay. win the damn game. All right, game. so let's, let's, play it out. let's play it on that. That's a noon start local time, 1 o'clock our time for the Chiefs. So yeah. if you want to tease them at nine and a half, what game can I give you to screw you on the back end, Mike? Um, Chargers, Tennessee when, and Jacksonville. Uh, how about the Chargers and Giants? Because I know uh, the Chargers are going to beat Tennessee the Giants. hosting Jacksonville is the perfect one. Okay. Tennessee's you're given nine. The Jaguars will beat them with a field goal from Savannah, Georgia at the buzzer. <laughs> That's your perfect T screw up. The, the game, the bet, Tim, is Denver minus eight against Detroit. Goalpost game. It's an NFL goalpost game for the Lions. Now they have to go on the road, right? I wouldn't even. Th- no, they're on the road. I wasn't even thinking of that. They just—they're still wretched. If if you think, oh, they beat Minnesota, they must have got a little better since they came through Pittsburgh. Ah. Uh-uh. Do I like Washington getting four against Dallas or not? I don't, but I don't respect no. uh, Heineken. I'm more of an American beer fan. <laughs> Um, yeah, I kind I kind of like the Cowboys. Uh, they've been a little up and down too, but uh, I think there's a little something there, and I do not think there's anything there really with the Washington football team. Although people tell me that, that Heineken makes his share of plays, I haven't seen them hardly at all. I have I haven't caught them in any of my, uh, you know, tape reviews or uh, even I haven't seen really many of their highlights. You know what, Mike? It's been easy to avoid the NFC East this year, and I'm not upset about that because that's a lousy yeah. division. I'm sorry, the, I love I love Denver minus eight. You love Denver minus eight. I do too. Yeah. Actually, and I'm looking at it seven here. What I've got? Yeah. Did it go up to eight while we were talking? Uh, I've got eight. I haven't refreshed in a while. Oh, it's it's eight now. Yeah, it was me. Okay. Oh yeah, it's eight. So the Broncos. Well, it's going to be ten when I get done with it. <laughs> Another intriguing Monday night: Rams and Cardinals. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to do that someday? Just bet so much on a game that you personally changed the line. I would consider that like a. A, a, a bucket list thing to do. Um, hold that thought. Hold that thought because <laughs> I think I might know somebody who may have done that in a certain game that you know I'm I'm talking about right now. We'll get to that after our second break. But real quick, Monday night, I was so intrigued by what I saw last Monday night for different ways. I think this could be a really good game between the Rams and Cardinals. Cardinals two and a half point favorites. I like them at home. I think the Rams are wobbling. They are, uh, but I still think they're good. Uh, I'm going to go over in that one. Over 51 and a half? Yeah. I wonder if the Rams are going to be able to score enough to do their worth, though. For that. Well, if they if they don't, it's probably because Stafford's still throwing pick sixes, so that gets it done, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, those count, too. They go on the scoreboard <laughs> the same way. I don't care uh, if they get blown out. Just get to 52. You know, 50 to 2 is fine. All right, so I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to break here, and what you're not gonna hear is me telling Mike who the guy is that I think directly influenced the line that we're talking about. He'll know who I'm talking about. I will try to avoid it when I come back, but we'll know exactly the game that we're talking about. College football fans in our area might know where I'm going with this. We'll talk Army Navy as well, and maybe some hockey to wrap up too. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. 
Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, back on the Pittsburgh CityCast. This is the beauty of podcasting where you can sort of adjust your own commercial breaks. Uh, Mike and I have gone over the details of who we think actually influenced the Pitt-Michigan State yeah. line, and it's not Mike. Which someday, is I'd, someday I'd like to do that. The other thing I'd like to do someday, and I'm going to have to start hitting a lot more than I've been hitting, is walk into a crowded bar and buy the house around of drinks. How crowded does the bar have to be? Like, yeah, like a couple hundred people. <laughs> Just from your winnings, you want to do that, right? Just yeah. a round of shots, pull a Ric Flair. As Madden always tells those stories about Ric Flair doing that with kamikaze shots. Yeah. Got to stop losing buzzer beaters. So that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even gotten to college basketball season yet. So, Mike, um, we, we discussed during the break, we know somebody who is 100% convinced that the Mark Whipple decision is going to lead eventually to Kenny Pickett not playing in the bowl game, and he has taken a large sum of money and put it on Michigan State uh, in the wake of Mark Whipple, the announcement coming out that he was not going to coach the bowl game, that pit line of minus four toward the Panthers went to just minus two. Uh, first of all, I'm surprised the Panthers were favored. I thought they'd be an underdog in this game uh, just because of the ACC being the ACC versus the Big Ten, if nothing else. But apparently people are wobbling about the prospect of Pickett not playing and trying to get in on Michigan State it can't be just our one friend. I'm joking a little bit, but there was a sizable amount put on Michigan State. Um, but I'm sure others are doing it at the discussion of Pickett not playing. Uh, is it wise for, for some to get in on Michigan State now and kind of do the same thing, do you think? Or are you so convinced that Sparty is not deserving? You're worried about your guy not playing. Absolutely. Walker? I'm Kenneth Walker to third now that he's been uh... – insulted and snubbed by the uh, Heisman <laughs> committee. By the way, that stupid trophy's a doorstop now. It's dead to me. Are you uh, upset? Are you upset because you think he was just deserving of being the top four and you're ticked that the Michigan guy went instead? Or like, do you yes, really think that yes. Walker should have been the guy to win? Walker it? absolutely should have been there. If you're going to give it to the Michigan guy because he had three sacks against Ohio State, then take the Ohio State quarterback right. off. And that, put Walker in. It's yeah. ridiculous. This guy was not on the Heisman radar all year. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's going to go in the first round, but that's not what this is about. He's got 14 sacks. I mean, that, that's a nice year. Heisman, please. Do you give it to please. Walker over Young or no? Um, I would probably rank them Young, Walker, Stroud, Pickett. Okay. If, if, if I got to pick my four, I, th I think Walker's real close, but he's not there. That, that he didn't even get invited is uh, an absurd uh, miscalculation to me. They should, they should review who's voting and take a good hard look as to whether they should still be voting. So what I want to see happen is I want to see them announce Kenny Pickett as the winner, walk then, over with the Heisman Trophy, and then yeah. just fake giving it to him and give it to Bryce Young instead and yeah. see how see how fun Pitt fans think a fake is then. How about that? That's a good idea. I like that. Well, I'm going with Sparty. Um, you know, with or without Pickett, I think Sparty wins this game. Um, I'm not as – I think there's more of a gap between who's second or third or whatever in the Big Ten and who wins the ACC. I hope you're right. I would have made Pitt the favorite. Uh, probably about four or five, all things being equal. You know, That's where I mean, it was to start, yeah. I don't really care if Whipple's there or not. Um, well, the only thing that I think what Pickett might be concerned about is if you don't have an offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing, do you look bad in your last game and do you maybe get yourself killed because you got some bad protection out there or something like that? Possibly. Um, I, just, I think Pitt's really good, and um, I, I think Pickett's really good. I think the receiver's really good. Pitt can run the ball. Pitt is physical, and I really like the way their defenses come on. Uh, they kill the quarterback. That's a great way to play defense. What those guys do, they remind me of what I saw from Narduzzi when he was a coordinator in Michigan State his last couple of years there. Yeah, they gave up a big play every once in a while, but they kick people's asses, Tim, uh, starting with the quarterback. And uh, I, I think they're going to be a handful right now. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. 
but uh, I, I think Pitt is devalued because a lot of people just wrote him off after the Western Michigan game. And that was a bad, bad loss, and it was embarrassing. And, yeah, it was in September. It's, it's almost like it didn't happen this season. Do you have a favorite bowl game to bet on yet? No, I haven't even uh, looked at it. Although uh, I'm, I'm back on the Bama train. I was just going to say Bama. I think Bama can beat Cincinnati by more than 14. Uh, Alabama did not have a great year against the spread, but I took them Saturday just because they were getting points. I said, you're going to give me Nick Saban and seven points. I'm taking it. I don't care for playing the 85 Bears. And I think Bama scuffling a little bit, relatively speaking, you know, relative to what they usually do and some of the criticism. And the, you hear Saban talking about that poison you people's view is real yummy. Um, they're going to stick it up some backsides here in the next couple of weeks. I like Baylor getting a point and a half against Ole Miss, too. I think Baylor's the better team. I would have Baylor's a real good football team. Had them Saturday as well. Again, not overthinking it, just thinking, hey, they just beat Oklahoma. Now they're playing Gundy, Oklahoma State, and I'm still getting five points. I'm in. Um, sometimes you don't have to overthink this stuff. Your favorite game of the year, Mike, Army, Navy. I know you love it. Uh, look I'll be at there. Oh, you're going again. I am going. I leave Friday. It's Navy plus seven and a half. Army is given just over a touchdown. It's Army 305 on the money line. This might be the lowest over under I've seen. Was well, the lowest one since the COVID bowl between the Steelers and Ravens, where I think it was 33 or 33 and a half or something like that. Oh, no, I take that back. That was the Buffalo game. That was the Buffalo game with Duck and Mason, where they had like the number one and number two defenses playing each other. That was 33 and a half. This is 34 right now, the over-under for Army and Navy. Uh, what do you like there? Do you pick Army? Do you take Army on the money line? I know you always lean Army in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm an Army fan. I root for Army in this game. Uh, Army's pretty good this year. Navy is not. Navy's three and eight, right? So, yeah, sometimes, you know, that doesn't matter, and you throw the records out the window, but that doesn't happen all the time. I almost think, it, you know, if you're betting Army and Given the points, you might as well bet the uh, over. If you're taking the points, you might as well bet the under. Uh, Navy's not going to score a ton either way. Uh, I'm probably going to go Army, see if I can at least get that down to a touchdown. Because in this game, you don't really count on field goals either. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, like when you're given seven, you don't worry about 14-10. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's, it's a different game, but it, it's so much fun. If people out there listening to this have never been to one, I'd I cannot. I cannot recommend this highly enough. Uh, I was when I grew up in Philadelphia. My dad was into this game, and they played it in Philly every year. And he took me several times. And then about four years ago, I went with my sister. She was in the army for twenty years, uh, and we're, we sat in the snow at the link in South Philly and just got knee deep in it. And now it's at MetLife Stadium, and uh, I'm going to meet my sister up there. And uh, the everything about it from the the interactions with people partying in the bars and around the stadium to the procession of the corps of cadets to the actual playing of the game. It is, it's must see stuff. If you love sports and you love America, the only negative, uh, I mentioned, I went with my sister a few years ago and, uh, we ended up in a suite. I'm not going to bore people with how, but it was full of officers mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm wearing an army hat and these guys keep coming up to me and going, Hey, what year did you graduate the academy? And I'd say, well, <laughs> I didn't go to the academy. And they, they would be like, oh, well, where did you serve? And I'm like, you know, I didn't do that either. <laughs> and the look you of feel disgust like, that came across. You feel across like stolen valor, right? Yeah, like the, the disgust that would come across these guys' face. Okay, <laughs> see you later, sissy. And, it, you know, they, they didn't say that in so many words. But um, getting around that, it's, it's, it's a tremendous event. It's just, I can't say enough about it. You got to get to one. You, you got to get to one. Uh, lastly, Mike, Pens and uh, the Capitals. Neither team plays until Friday against each other. The Pens coming back from the West. The Pens plus 1,100 right now in the Metro. Washington is the favorite to win the division, still at plus 145. Then it's Carolina at plus 190. Then a jump to the Rangers at plus 335. Then a jump to the Penguins at plus 1,100. Uh, you're kind of... 
30,000 foot view of the pens right now coming back from the West. And I'm real interested to see them play the Capitals, get a look at Ovechkin, get a look at Crosby, see what their goaltending situation is like in both cases. Uh, intriguing game on Friday before the Penguins come home Saturday to play Anaheim. Yeah. Pens are playing better. Uh, they're doing what they can to keep, you know, uh, squirreling those nuts as Mike Tomlin might say, uh, they're going to need them to make the playoffs. I think the caps are on a mission. I think Ovi might break Gretzky's record this year. He might get 160, 170 goals. He, uh, he's, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He, he's and oh, by the way, right? people, when Alex Ovechkin becomes the all-time leading goal scorer in NHL history, that's going to make him the second best player in NHL history. In front of Lemieux and Crosby. Is that your subtle way of saying that? Behind the great one. And only the great one. <laughs> The great eight behind the great one. Is that object of the exercise is to score goals. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Mike will be enjoying army Navy. Think of him while you're watching. Think of both of us on Friday morning as we'll be working late into the night after Thursday night football. Uh, and then yeah, get, what are you going to do, Mike? You just going to go home power nap and then head out to the game or what? What's the game plan there? Uh, actually, my sister lives in Baltimore. So I'm going to drive down early uh, Friday evening. I'll probably get a little uh, shut eye okay. uh, Friday afternoon. And then, you know, we were thinking actually about going to the Pence Caps game and then going to the Army Navy game, but we're both a little bit old for that. So uh, we're going to save it up for Army Navy and get a real early start on Saturday because that's, uh, I mean, the Pence and Caps will play again. Yeah, you'll see that but one again. It was kind of interesting the way that worked out with my uh, sort of the uh, circuitous route I was taking to New York, much like Trey Norwood on the blitz against the Raiders, <laughs> uh, you know, go up to Youngstown and then uh, stop in Moon Township and uh, then, then try to get to the to car. Uh, can't wait. It's going to be fun. Army Navy. You like that? Yes, I do. This is the Pittsburgh city gas. Mike is back next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.